Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 443 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's your boy KB coming at you with a solo episode here on the 4th of July. We got a lot to dive into from the Phils, the Sixers, the Union, and even the Philadelphia Stars. We got a lot to dive into. Uh, But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials. It's the easiest way to interact with us keep up to date with everything we're doing at underground phi on twitter on instagram uh you can follow me on twitter at kbizzl311 check out our website underground sports philadelphia.com for all of our written content subscribe 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 to the podcast feed apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasts we are there uh and leave those five star ratings and reviews it really does help the show out it helps us you know Get a, a bigger and broader listening audience. Um, more and more people finding the show. We've had an insane <laughs> growth rate this past week, um, which is awesome to see. Um, we want to just keep growing this thing and, and making it the best goddamn Philly sports podcast you can think of. Um, so go to Apple, Spotify, leave those five-star ratings and reviews and uh, help us out. Help us out, you know, help us, uh, you know, get those downloads and subscribe and leave those five star ratings and reviews and do the same thing over on YouTube, youtube.com search underground sports, Philadelphia. We can't get a custom link on our YouTube until you subscribe and we get to a thousand subscribers. I know we sound like a broken record, but we need the thousand subscriber threshold in order to apply to get that custom link so you guys can just go to youtube.com slash underground sports philadelphia or underground sports phi whatever we decide to make it so go subscribe on youtube smash the like button click that bell icon comment down below how you're feeling about the phillies the sixers and all that good stuff in between over on the tubes big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen main auto llc Ducharms pro foot security 21 security systems Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, guys, it's summertime. Fine. Go to tomahawkshades.com. Get that small batch I wear now. It's the best in the game. Tomahawkshades.com. And use our code USP at checkout for 25% off your order at tomahawkshades.com. Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use that Kenny tracker. Just use got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Bino. Go to BinoBoard.com and use code BinoUSP to get 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. That includes boards, apparel, accessories, you name it. You get discounted for it at binoboard.com. 
gmail.com. Code Bino USP. Let's do the damn thing. Let's get into it. The Phillies beat the Cardinals in a series. A team that is in front of them in the wild card standings. And they win in convincing fashion on Sunday night baseball in front of a sold-out Citizens Bank Park with an important game on the line. There's not much else you could be happier about than the performance the Phillies gave. Yes, should they have swept this weekend? Absolutely. They should have won that game on Saturday. But for them to take two out of three from the Cardinals, right now uh, currently sitting seven and a half back of first place in the division, four games back of the Braves for second place, and then a game and a half out of the final wild card spot here on July 4th. I know we did this a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to pull up. Uh, let's see. Philly's game record. For last season, for 2021, where were the Phillies on July 4th? The Phillies on July 4th in 2021 were currently sitting at 39 and 42. And this year, they're at 42-38. and 38. Uh, If we kick it back to 2019, you know, doing it during this little... During the existence of Underground Sports Philadelphia, if you will. 2019, July 4th, the Phillies were sitting at 45-42. and 42. So around the same type of record. You know, they were, they were three games up above 500. Right now, they're four games above 500. Um, and then in 2018, the Phillies on July 4th were sitting at a whopping 47 and 37. Now, mind you, 2018, they were on a torrid stretch and then September, everything fell apart for some godforsaken reason. Um, and they went on that long, you know, escapade of losing, but Right now, for where we have been over the past couple of seasons, I will take being at 42-38 and 38 on July 4th with a plus 45 run differential. It just feels different. Something feels different about this team. And yes, Bryce is out. Yes, Gene Segura is out right now. Um, you know, the starting pitching, which I'm going to get into, you, you need to address it because it's it's not good. You have two two guys right now who are capable starting pitchers, and that's Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. Kyle Gibson has been very underwhelming. Zach Eflin's on the IL. Ranger Suarez is now on the IL. You need to go get arms. Um, And I couldn't stand it. You know, last night on the Sunday Night Baseball broadcast, I'm sure he's a great dude. David Cohn is terrible in the booth. Um, like my goodness, I I think you would have thought, you know, he was the Cardinals GM or something because my God, was he just like very pro Cardinals, very pro, like everything they need to do with the trade deadline, this, that, and the third. It's like, Hey, the Phillies are are still a, a capable team and in the playoff race right now. Why don't we talk about them going and getting pitching when they only have two starting pitchers right now? It was very annoying. Um, listening to them talk about the Cardinals when the Phillies are are right there with them you know they're only a game and a half back of the Cardinals in the wild card right now um but yeah Ranger Suarez goes on the injured list earlier this week it looks like Christopher Sanchez is going to start for him uh on Tuesday against the Nationals so I tweeted out a list of of pitchers that the Phillies should go and you know 
take a look at, you know, potentially go and trade for, um, because there's a list and there's, there's teams that will be sellers at the trade deadline. It's going to be a very competitive trade deadline because I don't think, uh, it's not a buyer's market whatsoever. It's a seller's market. So if you have guys that are going to be sellable, you're going to get a good haul back in return. Um, but obviously the cream of the crop is Frankie Montas from the A's. There's an apparent injury to him though. Um, that I heard last night on the broadcast. I don't know how serious that injury is, um, but that could also swing some things, uh, you know, in, in a, a weird way at the trade deadline. Frankie Montas this year, um, you know, he's on the A's. They want to get rid of as many guys as possible. He's 3-9, and nine, but he's got a 3-2-6 ERA in 17 games started. Um, how many strikeouts is he at? He's... He's already at 100 strikeouts, and it's July 4th. That's absolutely insane. Um, you know, he finished last year going 13-9 and in 32 games with 207. He's uh, at 17 games right now with 100. Um, I, I think he's, you know, cream of the crop. If the Phillies really want to go all in and get a guy who is 29 years old in his prime, uh, I don't know his contract situation. Let's see. Frankie Montas contract so I don't know how long you'd have him for um is he really only under contract for a one-year deal okay so he's arbitration eligible after this season and then he becomes a free agent in 2024 so you will get the the A's are gonna get a hefty haul for Frankie Montas I didn't realize what his contract situation was uh Luis Castillo from the Reds I think, you know, he's a hidden gem that you can throw into this rotation where he's he's not as pressured to be the guy like he has been in Cincinnati over the past couple of seasons. Um, I think he's a, a valuable player. He's still relatively young as well. Um, and I think I talked about him the last time I went through some of the starting pitching. Uh, he's also 29. Uh, he's a guy that I think just needs a, a fresh start, a new location, and you'll be good to go, and he, he should be a valuable player and can easily slide into this Phillies rotation as a solid number three pitcher. Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, Chad Cool, Antonio Senzatella. Hello, Colorado Rockies. How are you? I would like to purchase one of your pitchers from you. Um, those four guys should totally be on the block. I don't know if they all will be, but the Phillies should call about all four of them. Noah Syndergaard is a no-brainer. Um, the Angels are not going to win that division. They are not going to be in the wild card in the American League because the AL East is so ridiculous. Uh, right now, the Angels are seven games back in the wild card. Um, they're not catching Tampa Bay, Toronto, or Boston, so figure it out. Angels, you need to trade. Um, you got you to gotta trade Cindergard. <laughs> Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down 
all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. The next one here that I have on my list is old friend Cole Irvin. He's pitching well for Oakland. I would not hate seeing Cole Irvin come back at a relatively cheap trade price. Uh, Like I said, Oakland's trying to shed salary. They're trying to get rid of guys. Bring Cole Irvin home. He'd be a solid number five in this rotation. Um, And then you can move him to the bullpen. You can figure some stuff out with him if uh, Eflin and or Ranger Suarez come back healthy. Um, But I wouldn't mind bringing Cole back, and that's not just because he's an underground athlete. Uh, And then I threw Madison Bumgarner and Zach Gallen on there. Zach Gallen is a pipe dream. Um, I doubt the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to deal him away. Bumgarner, I could see happening. Again, he'd be a solid number five on this team. Um, but the Phillies need to go make some trades for starters and, of, of course, bullpen, uh, you know, a bullpen piece or two, even though the bullpen has been, knock on wood, relatively good over the past you know month or so. But they definitely need to go get starters because you can't go into a series, you know, with just two competent starters on your on your staff. It's just impossible. Um, it can't happen. And hopefully Dave Dombrowski is on the phones working some magic and, uh, you know, getting the damn thing done so that by the trade deadline or earlier, the Phillies have uh, some reinforcements in that rotation and you're not having to rely on Zach Eflin to rush back. You're not having to rely on Ranger Suarez to rush back. And I think Ranger Suarez getting bumped to the bullpen could really help lengthen this bullpen a little bit as well um, because he's had a rough go at it as a starter in 2022. So I wouldn't hate seeing, you know, a little shuffling there and, and lengthening this bullpen a little bit um, if they do do go and trade for a starter. So that's my list of starters right there that the Phillies should be calling about. Not saying that they will get them, but those are guys they should be calling about. And let me know in the comment section on YouTube if uh, there's anybody I missed or anybody else you'd like to see the Phillies go after uh, at the trade deadline when it comes to pitching. We are officially, as well, I tweeted this out, Matt is on board. We are on Griff McGarry Watch. Griff Watch is on hashtag Griff Watch for us here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. He is one of our guys. We are going to go all in on Griff McGarry. He got promoted to double A. Uh, this week, which is super exciting for the future of the Phillies pitching rotation. Um, him going to Reading is going to be great. I think it's a, it's a huge development for them. Um, you know, McGarry could be a guy as a possible reliever, um, for the Phillies later on this season, if they need a strikeout arm, um, according to Jim Salisbury. They drafted McGarry in the fifth round of last year's draft. He was promoted from high A Jersey Shore to double A Redding. Um, he went to University of Virginia, made 12 starts for Jersey Shore, and allowed just 33 hits in 46 and two-thirds innings, struck out 82, walked 24. Uh, he struck out 34 batters in 17 and a third innings in his last three starts, and he also capped that with six shutout innings at Wilmington on Wednesday night, and he only allowed one hit, walked four, struck out 11 in that uh, in that outing. And, uh, you know, he's got that arm. He's got that arm. And he's only 23, so that's even more exciting. Um, 
you know, as we saw Derek Hall get called up this week as well. Derek Hall, good at baseball. Long ball Hall, shout out. Um, I think he's a another, you know, nice piece to add to this team while you're trying to nurse Bryce Harper back to health. But Griff Watch is on because when he gets to the big leagues, we're all on board with Griff McGarry. He is one of the prospects of the future that is going to be around on this team for a very long time. Like, I yearn and dream for the day that the Phillies starting rotation is Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Griff McGarry, Andrew Painter, and Mick Abel in some sort of situation. However you want to put them in the rotation. That's my dream. That's my dream Phillies pitching rotation. Everybody talks about a dream blunt rotation. That's my dream pitching rotation is Wheeler, Nola, Mick Abel, Andrew Painter, Griff McGarry. That is just an all-star, star-studded rotation that the Phillies have not had since the five aces. And yes, I said five because Joe Blanton was certainly an ace. I, uh, I'm i excited. Griff Watch is on. Hashtag Griff Watch. We're, we're all on board. So if you are, are jumping on the ship with us, tweet at us. Hashtag Griff Watch. Because I think Griff McGarry is going to be a special, special player. Um for this Phillies organization for a decade plus. I, I really believe that. I think he's that good of a player. He's got that good of stuff. He's got that good of a power arm and can really hit the swing and miss, which I think this Phillies organization has completely like been missing for a decade, <laughs> quite honestly. I don't think the Phillies have had any good swing and miss stuff since Cole Hamels left. And even before then, like, since Roy Halladay. Like, they have not had swing and miss pitchers. And Zach Wheeler has started to turn into that, certainly. But even coming in, Zach Wheeler was not a strikeout pitcher. He's turned into that. Aaron Nola, strikeout guy. Like, that's the the beginnings of it. Um, And I just want to see more of it in this rotation. So, hashtag Griff Watch, everybody. Let's, Let's put the binoculars on. We're looking for Griff. Um... The Phillies do have to take advantage, though. You know, they they have an off day on the 4th of July for the first time since 1916 outside of the two shortened seasons, um, which is wild to think about. Um, And then you just have to go out there and really, really just take advantage of playing the Washington Nationals for three games because then you have, again, hashtag biggest series of the season to this point. Uh, against the St. Louis Cardinals for four in St. Louis. So go out there, take advantage of a bad Nationals team at home. You're at home for these next three games. Beat the Nationals. You should sweep them. They are that bad. Uh, And then you've got to take three out of four from St. Louis because then you continue your road trip for two in Toronto, off day, then you go down to the dreaded doomscape that is Miami to play the Marlins for three before the All-Star break. And then coming out of the All-Star break, you're at home for six against the Cubs and the Braves. And then you have four against the Pirates to end the month of July, which is right into the trade deadline. Realistically, the Phillies should go 3-0 and against the Nationals. Hopefully go 3-4 of four against the Cardinals. That puts you at... Uh, let's see, quick math, six and one, uh, going into the rest of the month, six and one there, Toronto, I'm okay if you split, 
seven and two. Uh, Miami, please take two of three. Please take two of three for Miami, please. Um, so that puts you at nine and three going to the All Star game. The Cubs, you should take two of three, if not all three, but I'll say two of three there. Um, so eleven and four. The Braves, you have to take two of three. Um, so that puts you at thirteen and five. And the Pirates, you should take three of four, if not sweep. Like, that's best case scenario, obviously. We all know the Marlins will probably sweep us going to the All-Star game. Um, but you, you have to take advantage of these bad teams and the, take advantage of these teams that are in front of you in the standings in the division and in the wild card so that you're around and Dave Dombrowski can go pull the trigger on a ton of moves at the deadline to make this team better for a deep, long playoff run going into August and September. Because going into August, you have two on the road against Atlanta and then four at home against Washington, three at home against Miami, and then three on the road against the Mets. All division games to kick off August. Then you get three against the horrendous Cincinnati Reds on the road in August. Then four games at home against the Mets, four at home against the horrendous Cincinnati Reds, three at home against the horrendous Pittsburgh Pirates, and then three on the road against the horrendous Arizona Diamondbacks. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes. We went like 45 minutes and we were at like Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. And that's your your summer schedule right there for the Phils. A lot of opportunity in front of them to really take advantage of a schedule that they can easily navigate with Bryce Harper being out. And if they can do that and then head into you know late August, September with Bryce Harper coming back, with Gene Segura coming back for games against San Francisco, Miami, Washington, Atlanta, Toronto, Atlanta, Chicago, Washington, and then Houston to end this season. Hello. That's playoffs, baby. That's Red October, baby. That's ending a 10-year playoff drought, baby. Let's do it. Go out and take advantage of these bad teams in front of you and these teams that are in front of you in the division that you just proved that you can win a series against. I have all the faith in this Phillies team. Uh, And speaking of this Phillies team, let's take a look at the NL East run differential brought to you by the homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, including the season-long 
NL East run differential prop that we have up there. Go to playpickup.com. Rack up points on your fan profiles. Cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace. It's free to play. Anybody can play. That's playpickup.com. The Mets leading the way at plus 57. Uh, the Atlanta Braves in second in the run differential game at plus 49. The Phils not far behind at plus 45. Uh, the Miami Marlins at 38 and 40, still at a positive run differential at plus 14. And then the stolen franchise Nationals at minus 118. And then looking at the highest run differential uh, players in the game right now, the New York Yankees at plus 162. The Dodgers at plus 138. And it is official the Nationals have the worst run differential in all of baseball at minus 118. Um, Need the Pirates to keep losing, though. Need the Pirates to keep losing. Come on, Cincinnati. Cincinnati and Oakland, I need you to start winning some games, goddammit. The Pirates are are such a weird anomaly this season. I have no answers for them. Um, I just... uh, I just I need them to lose because you guys know I put that early season prop on them to to be the worst team in baseball. But the Phils, they have a, a bright path ahead of them that they just got to take advantage of. Um, speaking of bright path, Michael Rubin's all white party for the second straight year featured uh, some very important names in Philadelphia: Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey. And newly signed, allegedly, P.J. Tucker all partying while Meek Mill performed Dreams and Nightmares at Michael Rubin's uh, 4th of July party in the Hamptons. I don't know if there have ever been better vibes going into a season than there are right now. It certainly feels like Joel Embiid and P.J. Tucker's relationship is elite it is something that joel wanted and obviously james harden has a history with pj tucker from his time in houston um and pj just coming in partying with the boys who are younger than him um i think this this is a good sign for for the vibes heading into uh six or summer um i i can't remember the last time the vibes were this high for the sixers going into a season um, outside of, you know, 2017 when we knew Ben Simmons was going to play. Um, but I think this is a great sign. It's, it's stupid to say, but I think this is, this is something that has been needed for a long time in the Sixers, uh, you know, getting guys that Joel loves and Joel is a fan of rather than forcing guys like Al Horford and loser mentality players onto this roster, I think is a good sign. Now just go get Justin Anderson and make Joel the happiest person on earth, and we'll be good. But the vibes are elite right now around the Sixers. Um, I I don't know if Eric Gordon will be a Sixer or not. There's a lot of things that have to happen for that. Um, But it is very funny that, you know, Joel Embiid is loving life with all the former Rockets. Whatever it is, don't trade Tyrese Maxey um, because he is part of this core. <laughs> um, 
Certainly looks like Kevin Durant's going to be on his way out. Looks like Kyrie Irving's on his way out. Ben Simmons has deleted his Instagram. And the Brooklyn Nets are in shambles, which just makes me very, very happy. Um, it's very funny to see, you know, two times that that franchise has tried to assemble super teams and it is absolutely blown up in their faces. Um, it's going to be intriguing to see where KD goes. I doubt he's coming to the Sixers. I talked about this on the last episode I recorded with Pat Pitts uh, earlier in the week. There, it, There's no way that he's coming here, especially after we traded with them for James Harden. I don't see another trade for another superstar. Why would the Nets do that? Again, the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. But it's going to be intriguing to see where KD goes. I'm just I'm I'm feeling good about the Sixers right now. I can't wait for Matt to get back in the studio later this week, and we can uh, chop it up about how he feels about the Sixers um, and all of this. It's been a while since he's been in studio, so excited to chop it up with him about that and the vibes there. Vibes are great for me as well, even though it's for a team that you know, meh. Uh, nah, shout out to the Nuggets. They they've been a loyal follower of your boy on Twitter for years now uh and my boy colin gillespie from the pride of nova nation signed officially with the nuggets so shout out to colin ready to get that work in excited to watch him play with the nuggets um it's a great signing villanova just doing the damn thing they know ball ladies and gents um as do the philadelphia union (laughs) the union have uh just built an absolute super organization. Um, the way that they have been able to curate young talent and just continue to grow and develop players from top to bottom. Like, Andre Blake, absolute menace. He's should be an all-star. Um, was the man of the match last night as the Union stole a point from Columbus. Um, Paxton Aronson winning the uh, the U- the CONCACAF U-20 Golden Boot and Golden Ball Award for the, the U-20 championship. Um, the U.S. Youth National Team win the title, which a bunch of them are Philadelphia Union players from the Union Academy. Um, I mean, the future of USA soccer, they need to tip their caps to the Philadelphia Union because they just continue to develop, they continue to grow talent year in and year out, and it is so damn impressive you know, Matt and I have talked about how they are very similar to like the Tampa Bay Rays in baseball where they just curate talent and when things get too expensive for them, they ship out the old talent because they have somebody in the pipeline who can do the same exact things for them who is, you know, five years younger than that person. Um, there's there's a lot of, of note-taking that the soccer world can take from the Philadelphia Union 
and it's so dope to just watch them continue to grow see just the the heaps and heaps of of culture that are embedded in that franchise and knowing that for years to come they are going to be the creme de la creme of the mls of usa soccer of international soccer um we talked about this on top bins earlier myself and dom last week like brendan aronson is getting a beer named after him in medford at a at a brewery like the union just have so many ties so deep and it's so awesome to watch um Team USA men's qualified for the Olympics for the first time in God knows how long. Um, let's see. When was the last time they qualified? Yeah, so they, they qualified for the 2024 Olympics. Um, the first time that they have qualified in 16 years. Like, that's insane. That is insane to me. First time since 2008 that they have qualified for the Olympics, Team USA Soccer. Like, holy crap. <laughs> That's wild to think about. Um, just uh, another awesome feat, and you know, a bunch, of, a bunch of those guys are in the Union's system. They're in the Union's academy. Um, so, I mean, t- tip of the hat to the Union. I think they're still close to, if not at the top of the table, um let's take a look at the standings here yeah i mean they're two points behind the new york red bulls right now in the standings uh nine draws this year seven and two win loss wise like they have a a nine goal differential which is the tied for second best in the entire east conference eastern conference uh with new york and then only behind that that fraudulent team new york city um Union's next match, they play Friday in D.C., and then they're back home again Wednesday, July 13th against Inter-Miami, Saturday, July 16th. Um, They're on the road against New England, and then July 23rd, they're at home against Orlando City, July 30th, on the road against the Houston Dynamo. So some big stuff there um, for the Union coming up, and we have some big stuff coming up as well. Um that I want to fill you guys in on. We are going to be on location on Wednesday, July 13th, ironically enough, um, with our pals from Shootout for Soldiers. It is uh, a 24-hour lacrosse game supporting America's veterans. We are um, super close with them with everything we do with, with Outside the Box, and they have invited Underground Sports Philadelphia and OTB to be on location for their event in Philadelphia, um, which is super exciting. I'm I'm pumped for all of that. Um, We're going to be, you know, live broadcast. We're going to be doing interviews with the veterans who are playing in the game, a whole bunch of, you know, co-branded content with Shootout for Soldiers. So we will be in Philadelphia the July 13th into the 14th, begins at 10 p.m., Eastern time, uh, on Wednesday, July 13th. So if you can make sure you are there, make sure you turn out. There's a ton of, of people participating. They want more, uh, in the fold. So 
Go to shootoutforsoldiers.com slash events slash Philadelphia dash 2022. It will be taking place at Episcopal Academy, um, 1785 Bishop White Drive in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. Come hang out. We're going to be there. I'm excited. It's going to be a, a blast of a time. Their whole crew has supported everything we do with underground sports, with outside the box, and uh, I, I think it's going to be an awesome time. I'm excited for it, and uh hope to see you all there because we got a lot of stuff planned with them uh, for that weekend. So in a couple weeks, we'll be at Episcopal Academy hanging out with Shootout for Soldiers. And like I said, shootoutforsoldiers.com slash events slash Philadelphia slash 2022 to register. Um, make sure you're there. It's going to be a blast. I'm, I'm super pumped. I can't wait. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I hope we can you know continue to curate some content with them in the future outside of just this one Philadelphia event because Eric and Alexis and Robbie are uh, the best of the best and, and have really supported everything we do uh, content-wise. So big ups to them and, and thank them for the invite. Thank them for, uh, you know, including us in an event that's right in our backyard. Going to wrap up with, uh, unfortunately, the... Philadelphia Stars lose in the USFL championship game last night to the Birmingham Stallions. Um, the Stars, they, they had it, man. They had it. And then, unfortunately, Case Cookus, the quarterback for the Stars, um, gets injured, leaves the game, and it all went downhill from there. Cookus, um, he showed out, man. He was balling. He's been on a bunch of NFL teams as just uh, you know off-season or, or practice squad member um, with the Giants, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Raiders. He was with the Edmonton Elks in the CFL in 2021 as well as just a, a practice squad roster invitee type guy. But then this year with the Stars, he showed out. Um, he got selected in the 12th round of the USFL draft this year. Started seven games, had a 62.5% completion percentage, threw for 1,334 yards, 12 touchdowns. Uh, he ran for 217 yards and a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, and then in the playoffs, you know, he popped off. 355 yards passing in two games, um, three touchdowns, 43 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. I mean, they did the damn thing. And it's wild that he was the backup quarterback because Brian Scott was their first-round pick and didn't really do too much for them, I would say, this year. Played in three games and was he was fine. Um, he, got, uh, he got injured this year, though. Um, he injured his ankle and his knee, placed on injured reserve on June 1st. Um, he was emerging as the top quarterback, though, in the USFL. Um, but Case Cook is like, they passed on him in the first round and then he absolutely balled out, um, this season for the, uh, for the stars. So hat tip to him. I, I feel like he's earned an opportunity to go out and secure, uh, an NFL roster spot somewhere as a second or third string quarterback. He's not going to be a starter in the NFL anytime soon, but 
I mean, for him to go out and, and play the way that he did, and where was he picked in the 12th round? Let's see. You know, he was the 99th pick in the 12th round. Um, deserved it. Absolutely balled out, and he should be proud of the way he played. Should be proud of the way he played. Uh, because I think he, the way that he took the, the reins and really did the damn thing for the Stars this year earned him a spot on an NFL roster going into training camp. So we'll see how bad the knee injury was. Um, I don't know if there's been any reports, actually. Let's see. Ooh. First thing I search on Twitter, Case Cook is fibula. <laughs> We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Is that really what happened? Yeah, he broke his fibula. That's crazy. I guess they said that during the broadcast. Wow. A broken fibula. That's big yikes. Let's see how long he might be out. Um... Yeah, we'll see. No no real timetable for how long he's going to be out. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Case Cook is somebody – this is from at Hertz Stan on Twitter. What if what if Case Cook is didn't break his fibula in the championship game? Is literally the USFL version of what if Carson Wentz never tore his ACL in 2017? Well, if Carson Wentz didn't tear his ACL in 2017, who knows if we win the Super Bowl? I hate that hypothetical – um, I think it's silly. Um, damn, and Case Cookus has his wedding on July 14th as well, according to Peter Holland Jr. on Twitter. Um, that sucks. <laughs> He's going to be like in a cast for his wedding. Um, shout out to Case Cookus. He's somebody I'd love to sit down and talk with as a guy who's kind of just been a journeyman, um, you know, in, in football and everything. I think, uh, He'd be a lot of fun. So, Case, if somehow you're listening to this, would love to to have you on the show um, and talk about, you know, this journey with the USFL and everything else. Speedy recovery to him. And, you know, he's one of those guys that kind of like the, the XFL round two, you know, that, that was going before the panorama happened. 
Um, like PJ Walker made it to the NFL. Like a whole bunch of guys were able to get on NFL rosters playing in these leagues. And while it's not really my cup of tea to be watching football year round, because I need a mental break from football when it's not, you know, NFL season and high school season for me. Um, it shows that these can kind of work. And I think Case Cookus, once he's healthy, could potentially find his way onto an NFL practice squad, NFL roster as a backup, as a third stringer, whatever it may be. So shout out to Case Cookus. Shout out to the Philadelphia Stars for one hell of a season. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, where they play in Philadelphia because apparently that's the goal for year two for the USFL is for them to be in home cities. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, but that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you're following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow me at KBIZZL311 on Twitter. Follow Matt at Matt Castorina on Twitter. Uh, check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. If you're already subscribed, unsubscribe, resubscribe, play with the algorithm for us. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Click the bell icon. Comment down below. All that good stuff. Uh, help support everything we're doing over here. Big thank you to our sponsors. Main Auto LLC. Ducharms Pro Foot. Security 21 Security Systems. Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated. Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC. And the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades Pickup. Kenwood Beer. And Bino Board. All their information is linked in the show notes and the description on audio and on YouTube. This has been episode number 443 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Matt will be back on Wednesday's show. Looking forward to chopping it up with him. Uh, but until then, I'm your boy KB, and I'm getting the heck out of here. And I am signing off. Peace. Peace.